Hello everyone and welcome to the Hypnobirthing Plus podcast. My name is Poppy Child. You might know a fair bit about me by now if you've been tuning in, but I'm so excited for this one because this is everything. This is what underpins everything that I do and this is the birth that changed everything. Enjoy listening. Thank you for tuning in everyone. So I just want to say straight away, If you haven't made yourself a cup of tea or a coffee, you might want to go and put the kettle on because this is going to be a long one. And I'm conscious that all of the other podcasts that I record, I like to focus on getting you the information as quick as possible. Obviously not rushing it because the points need to kind of hit home, but I value your time. And so I want to give you what you need. And I know when I am listening to podcasts to get information, I kind of want to be told quite quickly, like I don't really like those ones that go on and on and on, and I'm conscious that I'm going on and on and on right now, but do you know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, 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 tell me, tell me, tell me, what's the point? So I really do like to make them succinct for you because I value your time. But with this one, it's my birth story. And um, I'm just gonna allow myself to share the story without rushing, and I hope that's okay with you. So yeah, put the kettle on get comfy wherever you are if you're going for a walk or anything all right ricka 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 rewind to the 9th of june so i am now what is it eight days overdue don't ever say overdue rewind that not overdue due dates are complete nonsense so i'd gone bonkers that week trying to induce labor i tried everything everything on the top google i tried so on that day i had gone for a twenty thousand step walk and this was kind of one of the ways that i'd heard that you could induce labor naturally so i'd walk twenty thousand steps which is insane now thinking back to it and i was bloody exhausted so we get home and we were sitting on the sofa and i felt this wave go across my stomach And I knew from that sensation that labour was going to start because I hadn't had any Braxton Hicks. It was nowhere near like a period pain. So this particular sensation was completely unknown to me. I'd never ever felt that before. So that was a kind of clear indicator that labour was about to start. So then I was like, oh my God, okay, it's going to start. So I look at Tom and I'm like, I've just felt something. And he's like, oh my God, really, really? Like, are you, are you sure? What is it? And I looked at him and I said, it's happening. It's happening. We're going to be holding our baby girl in our arms by tomorrow morning. Like, it's on. So then he started getting so excited. Like, oh my God. But he's obviously really practical. And like, he's the practical one. I'm the more not practical creative one so he was like well we need to pack the hospital bag like what do we do da, da, da. so then he starts packing all the hospital bag making sure everything's organized and I said to him like look let's just keep cool because I don't want to peak too early I don't want to get too excited I just want to go with this and let's just stay relaxed for as long as possible so we stay on the sofa watching the program and that's when another wave came across my stomach I was like okay like we are on this is happening so I stayed still and carried on watching the program and then about 
kind of 45 minutes, these waves started to get more and more powerful, just kind of a bit more oomph behind them. So in the beginning, it was manageable, borderline enjoyable, a kind of new bodily sensation, one that would bring juniper into this world, one that I was excited about. So I was quite interested in in the sensation and I really used the opportunity to go inward because I was aware that it was going to build. So it's almost as though if you start to make friends with that sensation really early on, it's no longer a stranger. It's no longer something that you are fearful of because it's yours. It's coming from inside you. It belongs to you. So I used that opportunity in the beginning to just really really make friends with it. It's mine. This is my feeling. So then it started to build and build. And that's when I got behind the sofa and I leant over and I just started to rock and sway, rock and sway. And that was a really lovely way of just going with the sensation rather than sitting there being kind of helpless, it just engulfing my body. I was using my body to go with it. And I've been reading a lot about the birth dance, which is incredible. It's it's actually what I was doing was my birth dance. And when you're really in tune with your body and your baby, you are actually unknown to you coordinating a dance. So you and your baby are working together in a synchronized fashion. So my movements, because I was so in tune, were actually responding to the needs of Juniper and the needs of my body to open, which is amazing. So then it starts to build and build and build. We had bought a TENS machine. Tom tried to get it out. He put it on me and I was like, get this effing off me right now. It was horrific. I didn't get on with it. I've heard a lot of women do. So I don't want to put you off it completely. But for me, I didn't like it. I felt that it was kind of like, you know, this electrocuting feeling on my stunt on my back. And I was just like, get this away. I just want to feel what my body's producing. I don't want this weird thing, you know? It just, it just really wasn't my vibe. So I like, tuned tom was like get away from me by the way tuned is a south african word (laughs) it means like tell him off so i told him off and um he was like okay cool left me alone and then we go upstairs and this is where i'm like okay i need to get in my zone like i really really felt the need to be in a dark quiet space so we go upstairs tom puts a little bowl of sweets um up for me like jelly beans i think it was and um that's when I just got into my zone. So do you know what the weird thing is? Obviously I'd done loads of research on how to manage pain effectively uh, using natural pain management methods. But in that moment, nothing came back to me. All I did was listen to my body. And and there was a moment before where I was like, oh my God, what have I learned? Come back to me. Like, what are we supposed to do now? I spent nine months planning for this moment. What am I supposed to do? And and nothing was coming back to me. So I just thought, you know what, Pops? Like, trust yourself. Just follow your body. And I am quite in tune with my body already. I kind of work around my cycle. I have my productivity moments around my ovulation. And I plan my podcast. And I only record during that time. And I have rest period. You know, I really am really in tune with my body. So for me, listening to my body was quite easy. So Tom's job at this point was to time the contractions and uh, he laid back into bed and at one point he even said to me, do you think I should just go and sleep downstairs while you do the labour and then when we go to hospital, like I can then have more energy? I was like, are you absolutely joking me? No, you cannot do that. But um, in a way I was quite flattered because it kind of showed that he had real 
confidence in me. So then he made himself comfortable in the bed and his job was timing the contractions and how the room was set up. So I had my birth ball, I had the sweets, I had the bath running with candles and I tried to get in the bath, but I couldn't because the contractions intensified and it just didn't work for me. What I was doing was I was getting in the shower and I had the warm water splashing all over my body. It was lovely, amazing. And I was just slapping my hands against the sides and my knuckles. And that sensation, the tingling sensation on my hands was helping me to remove my mind away from the feeling of the contraction. And again, that just came naturally. That movement, that birth dance was something that was happening without me thinking. I didn't go, birth plan, I'm gonna smack my hands against the sides. No way, like this stuff just was like, rawr, like coming from within, like whoa, like some primal beast was unleashed. So that's the thing with listening to your body is you might find that you do all sorts of weird things. And this comes back to like feeling uninhibited and uninterrupted so that you can do your birth dance. And it, had I been in hospital and they were bringing in students to do a vaginal examination, would I have been able to tap into that primal side of my myself? I'm not sure. I'm not convinced I would have been. So I'm really thankful that I stayed at home for a long period, well, up until 10 centimeters. So I was in the shower, kaboom, kaboom, slapping my hands against the side enjoying the warm water over my body. I was eating the water, drinking the water at some stage, stomping my feet, just really getting into my primal rhythm. And one thing I will say is next time you get into a shower, turn the shower on cold. And if you're in the UK, it's quite cold. The taps are quite cold at the moment because it's like, there's a cold spell. But turn it on cold and then basically be in the freezing cold for like five seconds and feel how that feels and then stomp your feet and knock your hands against the side and then tell me, give me a message on Instagram, tell me if that helped you distract from the cold. So essentially it's like the sensation of the cold becomes lesser because you are focused on stomping and moving your hands and the tingling sensation on your palms. So that's just an example of a little exercise you can do that illustrates the importance of this kind of movement and rhythmic uh, movement for helping manage pain or helping distract your mind from a bodily sensation. Um, give that a go and let me know how that works for you. So in the shower, I come out and I'm like on the birth ball, leant over the birth ball. I was butt naked, which in hindsight really helped me to be vulnerable. Leaning over the birth ball, making all sorts of sounds. I mean, didn't even know those sounds could come out of my mouth, honestly. Again, not planned, just roaring from within, letting rip, letting letting my body do what it needed to do. I was also weeing on the carpet, guys. I'm not even gonna lie. At one point, I was just like, I can't keep anything in. And then I was on the toilet as well. It was just like my body was just letting loose in every way possible. Um, Poor Tom had to clean up. And honestly, when we came back here the next day, uh, I, I, you know when you walk in after an after party and it's like, oh my God, flashbacks from the night before. We came back in the next day and it literally like, there was like we on the floor, like little cat had been around. And I was like, oh my God, this looks like the day after vibes. Anyway, so over the birth ball, Tom's time in the contractions whilst falling asleep. He just fell asleep at times, which again, I take as a compliment and uh, his belief in me. And many people ask me, what did Tom do to help you? And my main thing is that he believed in me and the fact that he just laid back in bed and wasn't all over me, trying to massage me, trying to do this, it just showed me that he 
believed in me and that was just the most important thing. So I'm rotating between birth ball, between shower, kind of leaning on the walls, rocking and swaying, just intuitively following my body. Then it gets to like four in the morning and I reach a point at which I'm like, I need to give up. So I become teary. I just remember this overwhelming feeling that came with the contractions. So rather than it just being a tightening on my tummy, it was a trembling, it was an overwhelming sense of something taking over my body. And I later read in Spiritual Midwifery, if you guys are religious, uh, I, I have read that this is the moment that God enters the body. I'm not particularly religious, but if, I, if there was a kind of feeling that I imagine a God-like presence to be, it would be that. It would be the transition, the part where your body trembles. And it's like, it's like a feeling that you have never experienced before in life. And this is why I love the birthing process is because it takes you on this whole bodily journey of new sensations that you've never ever had. And some of you may be listening thinking, all right, love, but I'm gonna get an epidural because that just doesn't sound nice. And that's okay if that's what you want. But the more I reflect on my birth process, I'm really thankful that I got to experience it and I had a deep yearning to experience that. But everyone's different. Um, I also have come to terms with the fact that there is a lot of kind of shaming that goes on in this world of birth and I'm determined to not go near any of that. You know, I'm not imposing my beliefs and what I think to be right on anyone because uh, I just think it's, you know, everyone's different. And the, and the main message that I'm here to spread is all about informed decisions and making decisions that are right for you feeling as though things haven't happened to you but you made the decision so at that point I have what is known as a crisis of confidence so I lose my confidence and I'm trembling just feeling so overwhelmed by the whole process and that's when Tom kind of stepped up a little bit and I think he heard in my cries at this point that I was losing it and he was just saying you're doing so well pops you're like you're doing so well holding my shoulders and just being there for me so I said look just phone triage I think it's time now so he phones triage tries to explain what's going on with the contractions bearing in mind he has fallen asleep so the data we had was just not legible <laughs> not right so um they asked to speak to me and I was like hello so at that point the contraction came in and I just couldn't speak so she was like uh my lady yep I think you should come in now so then we call the black cab I get inside at this point I'm like I don't care I'm on all fours in the black cab leant over Tom like mooing sounds all sorts of sounds and the cabbie was loving it like driving down summer morning sun coming up over the speed bumps boom 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 going 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 down towards the Whittington hospital windows open I just remember feeling the wind on my back and on my face and I'm just letting rip in the back of this cab the cabbie's like don't worry darling we're gonna get you there on time so I was like okay sick <laughs> cruising down to the Whittington hospital get out and I'm waddling, waddling, waddling. Then I get to the reception desk and before I could even speak, I'm like, Aah! so then at that point the contraction hits and I'm just like leaning over, like making all these sounds. She comes up to me, she's like, excuse me lady, are you pushing? So I'm like, yes, I can't help it. 
So she's like, no, 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 you need to wait, you need to wait until we tell you to push, quick, quick, come into this room, let's assess you. So then Tom had to wait outside because obviously COVID, he couldn't come in this specific room. So then they prop me up on the bed. The midwife's got her mask on so I can just see her eyes. There's one midwife behind me, one at the bottom of my legs. She does the vaginal examination, looks up at the other midwife and goes, she's fully dilated, get her to the birth centre now. So at that point, I just hear, crying outside, Tom's burst into tears. I'm like, oh my God, on top of the world, I can't believe it. I honestly had no idea how far I'd progressed. I just knew that I wanted to be far enough to just get on with it at that point. I mean, it it was all night long. And obviously I'd I'd gone on that crazy walk. So I was exhausted. I just kind of wanted it to happen now. So then they're like, yay. So I'm like, okay. She's like, let's get you to the birth center. So I get off the bed and I'm starting to walk. She's like, no, 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 no. You're not walking. Get on the wheelchair. So they wheel us over, wheel me, Tom's neck to me. And she's singing, we're going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. So everyone's just happy, elated, pumped. Like, yes, we've done it. Like, this is just the final stage of pushing. So we get into the birth center. Then I'm like, okay, guys. Like, I'm done. Like, let me have some gas and air. I was quite intrigued to feel how gas and air feels. Like, I quite like those sensations of, I don't want to say feeling high, but you know. So I then had some gas and air and um, started to push. So the midwife was like, you need to push. Obviously in hypnobirthing, we learn that we breathe and breathe and do the downward breath, but absolutely not. This midwife's like, no, push, stop breathing, push. And in that moment, that is what felt really, really right. So... I'm pushing, 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 pushing. I couldn't actually feel Juniper descend at all. Um, so I was just on all fours pushing. And the midwife, she she kind of just let me get on. And she didn't ask me to change positions. I think she was like, wow, like first time mum, you've come in here 10 centimeters, like, whoa. So I think she just thought, okay, I know what I'm doing. But at that point, I really just needed guidance. You know, it's weird because... I guess when you're in that situation where you're in a hospital, a strange thing sort of happens where you almost adopt the role of a bit of a patient where I kind of was like, hey, you help me. Like, I'm here. Like, hey. Um, So I kind of became maybe a bit more, I don't want to say passive, but I was kind of like, okay, guys, help me now. I've done the work. Like, tell me what to do. But then she was like, looking at me like you know what to do so weird one so I had the gas and air and I was like do you know what this gas and air is fun but it's taking me away from my experience I need to get in the zone I need to like really zone into this in order to get Juniper out so I'm pushing 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 for about an hour and a half and the midwife's like right let's change it up let's change positions so she puts me on the birth stool and anyone who's giving birth try the birth stool because it it honestly felt really good and it kind of makes sense right that's how we have our poos so it makes sense you're like open in every sense but one thing and I was explaining to this to Tom afterwards is I just felt that I wasn't letting go and I think after nine months of holding on to Juniper you know when you're pregnant the last thing you want to do is let go of your baby right it's really something that we just hold on to and maybe that is subconscious but I had this deep feeling of not wanting to let go. I just wanted to hold her close. And it struck me. And it wasn't a thought. It wasn't a logical thought in my mind. It was a 
overwhelming sense of what I needed to do. And I needed to let go. I needed to be open and just let go of Juniper. So in that moment of pushing, I just flung my arms up and I and I just let go. That's the only way I can explain this. I opened with my heart and with my soul. And that was the moment Juniper just went whoop into the world and like apparently nearly hit the floor and the midwife caught her. So they lifted her up into my arms and I held her and I felt like she was really slippery and I and I I wish I had a photo because I think the whole scene was just so awkward. It was definitely not this picture that we're kind of showed on the internet. It was just really awkward and fumbly, like, you know, it just didn't look like, it was just like holding her, but not, not knowing what to do. And I was just overwhelmed at that point and really shell-shocked. And I'm going to talk about this in a few podcasts that come. So there's something known as the birth pause. And basically it's the idea that once a woman gives birth, there's a moment of shock and a moment of disbelief. And you've just gone through this kind of marathon of labor. And in that moment, you know, some women don't have these overwhelming sense of love and affection, but they kind of pause and almost sometimes are not even ready to hold the child. And that's exactly what I experienced. So I read this Instagram post, which resonated so much with me. And I kind of felt like, oh my God, I'm not having this love feeling. Like this clearly is not the kind of best moment of my life right in this moment like what's going on I had these kind of weird internal dialogue Tom took a five second video of me afterwards and I was still in this shocked state and looking at that video I I could really feel what I felt in that moment and it was just a pause it was a pause I needed to actually just have a moment so it's interesting would I have preferred them to lift her up and give her to Tom interesting hmm one to think about and 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 definitely I think there is that pressure of you know you need to feel those love feelings so once you do give birth if you don't have that don't worry it's it's normal so so yes so at that point you know we started to have the breastfeeding process the midwife pumped her onto my boob and she kind of established a latch really quickly and as time went on I kind of then started to feel like, wow, like this is real. And I guess you're just blown away by the whole experience and, and just in awe and uh, amazed by what your body's just done. So there is a massive part two to this story, but I won't go on to it in this podcast. Um, but I hope you enjoyed listening to that, guys. I love birth and I think birth is amazing. And um, I hope this story has inspired you to kind of see that birth is something that you can look back on with energy and vitality and a deep sense of fulfillment. So guys, do follow on Instagram, pop that mama. would love to see you following and to hear more about your pregnancies. And um, yeah, do support by sharing with your friends. All right, guys, lots of love. Bye-bye.